Hey friends, welcome to the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast. My name is Alex Davis and I am really excited that you've decided to join me. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University and it is through this podcast that we discern what the truth of the gospel is through looking and discussing through some false teachings in our world and church today. Go ahead, join me so that we can defend the gospel together. How's it going, friends? Well, I'm really excited that you've decided to start this podcast, hit play, and join me on this beautiful day. No matter what day of the week it is, I'm thankful that you're here with me. And today, we are on our third episode of this three-week series about these false beliefs of singleness in our world and church today. And today is, as you can see from the title, is on the waiting season. So this waiting season and this idea of waiting for one's significant other that God has planned is what we're going to be talking about, my dudes and gals. So how about we go ahead and get started, but we're going to take a little bit different perspective on this one as I want to tackle a specific piece of what it looks like to wait and desire for one, for a person to do life with in marriage. How about that? So we're going to read some scripture as per usual, as we do here. Scripture is God-breathed, and we got to get into it, my friends. The man, the words of man are not lasting, but the word of God is. So let's go ahead and read some of Psalms. We're going to be headed towards Psalms 37, and I want to read a few verses in here. So Psalms 37, 1 through 7. It says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be you envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and truly you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. So, what do we see here? In this specific passage, and why we're choosing this, you might already know is because of verse four that so many people take this verse out of context and it says take delight in the lord and he will give you your heart's desires if you desire a man or a woman he will give it to you that's why those desires were given to you in your heart guys i've said this myself but when you look at this passage and when you look at the word of god this passage is about believers 
and a possibility in their getting and finding grief and burden from seeing the prosperity of evildoers. <clears throat> it is not about us desiring a significant other or having a desire for a specific dream or hope or whatever one's cultivated in one's heart or mind come to pass. No, it's about believers following God on the trajectory of God's predestined path and having grievances or anger towards those that are not following God having success. So if we read this verse in context, and we also read verse 7, when it says, Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the man who carries out evil plans. It is saying to wait patiently for the Lord. It's taking delight in the Lord. So what does this mean for us as singles? Maybe you're thinking, but Alex, this can apply like I see all these evil people, or we don't want to say that. You see all these people that may not know the Lord, and they have beautiful relationships. They have relationships, and they're married, and they've got kids. They have these desires, quote-unquote, of their hearts affirmed. Yeah, I get that. But marriage is an example of Christ in the church. That is a depiction of who Christ is and what he is to us and who we are to him. A marriage that is not built on this image of two unbelievers is incomplete. Therefore, when we come to God in our waiting seasons, whatever that might be, we're not waiting for them for that person. We are waiting on God to move in our season now. If we're in any form of waiting, as we're talking about in this psalm right here, we are waiting in reverence and expectancy for God to move where we are now. What if God called you to something that you never expected? You know, God will give you the desires of your heart but it is taking delight in the Lord first. Do you see that in the very first part of verse 4 in 37.4? Take delight in the Lord. What does that even look like? It takes, it looks like walking in reverence, being prayerful, getting in scripture, being observant to his work, walking in step with the Holy Spirit. God shapes our desires. Those are the desires he brings to pass, not our own man-made desires. Not all man-made desires are bad, but not all are in God's will. It's okay to desire a significant other. 
But it's not okay to say, well, I am waiting for that significant other before I do A, B, C, and D. I am waiting for that specific other. I'm in a waiting season for my spouse. God does not promise you a spouse, okay? He does not promise me a spouse either. <laughs> Therefore, what if God started changing your desires today? What if God started changing your desires and he called you to singleness? What if he did? What would you do? What would you say? Would you let him change your desires to follow his will? Would you let him? I really like this quote from Timothy Keller. Singles too must see the penultim. Oh my gosh, guys. I cannot even pronounce that word. P-E-N-U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E. Status of marriage. I'm just going to be fully transparent with that. <laughs> if single Christians don't develop a deeply fulfilling love relationship with Jesus, they will put too much pressure on their dream of marriage and that will create pathology in their lives as well. So that's from The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller, an incredible book. What we see in this quote and what we're seeing in scripture is that this idea of this waiting season, of this path toward marriage has become an idol. It has become an idol. And that has happened in my life as well. What is the best part about walking out this Christian faith is finding rest in that God knows best. Are your desires all encompassed upon what you see in culture and what you desire for yourself? Or are they resting in the truth of Christ? Are you waiting with selfishness or hopefulness? Are you waiting in selfishness or hopefulness? Are you hopefully waiting that God will bring to pass the desires that he is building up in you, not ones that you've created and cultivated on your own. Remember this passage when you're thinking about the desires that God places in your heart. And remember to look at the whole passage as a whole and to not take them out of context. God will give you desires, but you need to affirm it to him. I mean, I don't know about you, but singleness is hard. But also, I think marriage might be a little bit harder. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't experienced it yet. But I do know that I'm a selfish person. And if you're honest with yourself, you probably are too. Thank you so much for joining me for this three-week series on singleness and the false beliefs and perceptions in our world today. Because we're here to defend the faith. And I'm really blessed by you, my dear friend. Go into the info below if you are interested in any further resources to gain more understanding and just more wisdom from incredible people that know more than me, know more than us. And I pray you have a blessed rest of your week. And I will talk to you and chat with you next Friday. <laughs>